Hi, and thanks for listening to the Turtle Talks podcast, a podcast which will cover the comings and goings of the Happy Dancing Turtle Garden crew through the upcoming year. We'll cover topics ranging from planning your garden to putting your garden to bed. Now, to learn more about us, go to happydancingturtle.org. Now, let's get started. So, welcome back to Turtle Talks with the Garden Crew. My name is Colin. Um, I do the media up here at uh, Happy Dancing Turtle. I'm joined with Chris, Allison, and Jim. Uh, and it is officially the off-season, right? Now, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I'm a big baseball fan, right? And it's the baseball off-season as well. I don't know if you knew that. It's, it's November now, and... Uh, That's because baseball players are anti-garden. <laughs> they're taking, the, they're taking the, the, right. the time off, right? Right. Well, and, and, and you know, the big thing about the offseason is you try and find that, you land that perfect free agent, right? Well, I think we nailed the free agent here with this topic right here. Four-year, $60 million guaranteed. <laughs> this topic, we're talking about herbs and spices. We're buying it. Four million seems a little low. I'm just <laughs> Four-year, $60 million, yeah. How did the twins do this year, Colin? They, they were pretty me- mediocre. Really? Yeah. Okay. But, but, you know, my true love of the, the, the Rays, they, they were this close the, to making the playoffs. The Rays? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's The Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can guarantee you that what we have here is not a mediocre mediocre topic. That's right. It, this this is, is a fantastic right. topic. This is it. Now... First things first, we're talking about herbs and spices. Now, there's a difference there, right? I mean, herbs are, well, I'll let you guys talk about it because I I don't know. <laughs> What's the difference? I'm not always sure that it matters because I just like to use in my cooking what tastes good, right? So um, I have a variety of herbs and spices in on my shelf in my spice cabinet. But um, generally speaking, an herb is the green leafy part of a plant. And a spice comes from a different part of the plant. It could be the root, that would be turmeric or ginger. Um, the stem would be lemongrass. Um, lemongrass is the only one I can think of. Stem or bark, like bark cinnamon. Like cinnamon would be cinnamon, sure, right. yep, for sure. The seed, that would be cumin or coriander. Um, nutmeg? Nutmeg. Would be a spice. For sure, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that's, that's sort of the general rule. If you're ever curious, if something's an herb or spice, just think, is it green and leafy? That's probably an herb then. Yeah. It's probably an herb. Fair enough. Um, I mean, there's gotta be a plant that can do both though, right? I mean, it has the the leafy greens. Many plants do both. Yeah, many plants do both. Most of them. Yeah. Um, uh, cilantro is, is a really obvious example. Um, you eat the, the green leaves, um, in the, during the summer and when it goes to seed, you have coriander. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I know it's the same plant. Yep, That's amazing. It's the, it's the same plant. And the flavors are much different, whereas they the cilantro are. is fresh and green mm-hmm. and leafy. The, the coriander gives a little bit of spice, um, a little more heat to whatever you put it into. So it's, uh, they can be quite different. Neat. Dill is another example. You have, mm-hmm. you can use the dill weed. The flower and the and the seed. Yeah. Um, so. 
mean, so there are so many different spices out there, herbs that you go, you know, that, that, and of course there's infinite variations of, of com and combinations that you can put into your food, but you guys have to have a favorite that you go to back, go back to again and again and again to influence your, your, your taste or your, your influence your, your cooking. What, what do you guys go back to? Well, for me, I use thyme a lot, probably more liberally than I should. Um, <laughs> but I find it aromatic and fresh, and it, it always seems to make everything taste a little better to me. So thyme would be one of my favorite herbs. Seems like it's it blends well with a lot of things. doesn't seem to take dishes over like some things like rosemary can. I use a lot of thyme, too. Big fan of thyme. Now, is thyme the one that looks like pine needles? Nope. No. That's rosemary. That's rosemary. Probably what you're thinking of, yeah. Okay. Thyme has got little tiny little leaves all over it, so it's just mm -hmm. a real small leaf. Okay. I I also I agree. Thyme is my absolute favorite. If if I have to pick one, it's it's thyme. It's thyme. Yeah. Um, and I think as a dried herb, it is um, very versatile and. Uh, there's some herbs that are that I'll only use fresh because as dried herbs they don't they just don't have the same flavor they don't taste well, but I think thyme is something that that goes really well from fresh to dried and is really easy to use. Sure, I mean these are one of the things that you can have in your kitchen, right? Like right mm -hmm. on your on your uh, yeah. you can grow uh, windowsill, in, right? Um, all winter long here in northern Minnesota, and you can put up on the windowsill and manage them probably. Weekly or daily, so they don't get out of control. But when you say manage, you mean take a little bit and put it into your whatever. Correct. <laughs> sure, sure. I I have trouble growing herbs in the house because you have a cat. I have a cat. I have a cat, and <laughs> um, the if I put it on the windowsill, it freezes. I suppose. So I I have to have an artificial light if I'm going to grow something, grow herbs in the in the winter. But that's just. I live in a 1920s farmhouse. Insulation is <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> it's cold by the wall. Newspaper. Right. <laughs> right. So I think one of the most versatile ones that that goes in a lot of different dishes but kind of gets overlooked um, is parsley. Um, it's one of those herbs that's always better fresh. But um, sure. a lot of times if you just want to add a little bit of little extra flavor and some color to something, you know, throwing some parsley in does wonders, I think. Um, you know, you can hardly ever go wrong with parsley, I think. Mm -hmm. In the restaurant industry, parsley is so commonly used as a garnish mm -hmm. that it, a lot of people don't even realize that you can eat it. They just think it goes yeah. on the plate as a little yeah. garnish. Right. But Of course, but the garnish is usually <laughs> the curly leaf parsley, mm -hmm. which is not near as nutritious or flavorful as flat leaf parsley. And we've discussed that difference here in this podcast before, <laughs> that... Yeah. that if you're gonna grow parsley, grow flat leaf because it's so much better. <laughs> so we we bash on curly leaf parsley a lot. Yeah. It's pretty, but that's about all it's got going yeah. for. Nice and green color. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, then basil is another one that that's mm -hmm. pretty indispensable in the kitchen, right, Chris? I have a giant uh, plant growing currently mm -hmm. in the kitchen. Uh, it's just it's fun to have. It's aromatic. It makes the kitchen smell nice. Um, always. It's constantly blooming flowers, which is good and bad because you have to trim them off. But, mm -hmm. yeah, but it, it's, it's nice to have. And yeah. yeah. Well, and maybe I'm—I I'm, don't know if I'm stealing your thunder here, but 
It's right here on the thi- on the on the on the. <laughs> it's right here on the outline, and I don't think people would claim it's a an herb, but I put this in almost all my cooking. It's garlic. Who cares what it is? It's <laughs> indispensable in the kitchen. I mean, unless you're making cookies or something, it has to have garlic. <laughs> I put it on my chicken. I, I put it in my hamburgers. I mean, it's just it's something that you have with every meal. I think it's and more medicine than food. Mm-hmm. Actually, garlic. Garlic. Yeah. Medicine. You know, it's it's um, it's got more um, anti anti or cancer fighting properties than any other plant known to man. I've been told. Wow. Um, fact check. Of, <laughs> fact check away. Um, yeah, that, that could just be rumor. I don't know. But it's, it's it's good stuff, and and we happen to grow very good garlic in this part of the world. Um, yes. In a temperate climate where we get hard winters, um, it does something something to the to the hard neck garlic that makes it far superior to garlics grown in in milder climates. Yeah, you can't go wrong with garlic. Absolutely, can't go wrong with garlic. We're we're really proud of our garlic, not just here at Happy Dancing Turtle, but in Minnesota. Um, <laughs> there's a, a premium Minnesota garlic growers um, organization, and they're doing great things with garlic right now. Uh, down in Hutchinson, they got the old garlic, garlic festival, the garlic don't they? Fest. Yeah. yeah. So you can you can buy an expensive garlic at the grocery store, but chances are that it came from somewhere overseas, maybe China. Who knows? Who knows how it was grown? Who knows what kind of conditions it was grown in, mm-hmm. and and how flavorful or how um, healthful the properties are of that garlic. Um, and the carbon footprint to ship it, it is not an environmentally neutral product. Probably not. <laughs> um, yeah, but then you know, there's always sage and rosemary, and um, yeah, we could go on and on on all the different. Herbs that are out there. Yeah, the herbs old spices. The old Scarborough spices, right? <laughs> Scarborough chicken, that's what you put on. That's what I make my chicken with. Parsley, <laughs> sage, rosemary, and thyme. And there's, there's different varieties of all these herbs, too. There's several different varieties of thyme. There's basil, you know, you can go through all the different kinds of basil and all the different flavors that the different basil has. Um, Seed Savers has nine varieties. Good um, grief. Bur- oh. Yeah, of oh, just basil. Just basil. Nine Berkeley sells twenty-four different varieties of basil. I mean, I mean, you're getting pretty granular on that. I mean, okay, so are you look when you look at what you want to plant? At least here in Central Minnesota, is it by taste? Because we can pretty much grow anything here, especially with the hoop houses. But what 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 goes into? Okay, I want this basil plant instead of. These twenty other varieties. We count on Chris to tell us that from now on. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of them are pretty much specific to areas. So you'll find a basil in one area that is commonly used, and I don't know if it's just because the farmers in that area grow that or what. But um, the taste is—you can taste the difference if you have them side by side. But yeah. they're pretty, pretty simply all basil. You won't get a. Oh, that doesn't taste like basil at all from any of them. <laughs> so. I mean, primarily the basil I use is the one that you put with, you know, the little tiny leaves are about the size of, well, whatever, a quarter, you know. You put them on your tomato and, and mozzarella, you know, whatever mm-hmm. Italian food. That's, I mean, that it, that's premier. What variety is that? Do you guys know? Most commonly in grocery stores you'll find the emerald basil. Um, it's an Italian plant. Um, 
is the the common one you'll find in almost every grocery store. Um, if you go to herb markets and farmer markets, you'll find more varieties. Okay. And definitely try them. You might find one that you like better. And if you're not a basil fan, um, trying more of them might might uh, change your mind on the subject. But sure. The fresh herbs um, being leaves mostly, you want to tear or cut them before you know, putting them into into cooked dishes because it helps release their flavor. Um, a lot of people will mull them, um, kind of just smash the leaf a little bit and, and let everything out. Um, that's one of the ways that they get I used. do that when I make a mojito. Uh, mojito is <laughs> a very good way to mull, yeah. You put basil in your mojitos? <laughs> mm. <laughs> mint, mint in the mojito. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> that sounds better. Uh, and then uh, if you're going to be preparing them, a lot of people make uh, pestos. Um, like a food processor, you can blend them up and, and, and make a large batch of pesto and save them. Um, they get frozen pretty easy in like an ice cube tray. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. And you wow. just take out a little cube of pesto and throw it in with your chicken and you're melts away, right? Yeah, that's, that's really cute. Keen. I guess one thing that I've always found a little bit, it seems um, kind of confusing to me that... Um, or I guess I always assume that a dried herb would have less flavor than a fresh herb. But in reality, if you're going to use a dried herb, it's concentrated, so you need to use quite a bit less of a dried herb than you would a fresh herb, which seems backwards. I always seemed backwards. still kind of does to me. Yeah. Because you would think fresh would be fresh and full of flavor. It's right there. And dried yeah. would be, you know, like old and stale. <laughs> but... Basically, what you do when you dehydrate that is you concentrate that flavor, so it takes less of a dried herb than it does a fresh herb. Yeah. So you have to use more fresh herbs in your dish than you would a dried herb. So when you dry an herb, you're basically dehydrating it, so you're getting rid of the water. Right. right. So there's a lot of water, water in them, so... You're concentrating mm-hmm. that flavor. So, you, so be Chris, careful with your dried herbs. Yeah. <laughs> Especially rosemary. I've got oofed up. Yeah. <laughs> take more of that more than once. It's like, ooh. <laughs> So, Chris, if you have, if you're reading a recipe and it calls for um, three tablespoons fresh basil, that's not a good example. That's a lot. If you were reading your recipe and it called for fresh herbs, how would you translate that into a dried, into the dried version if you don't have access to the fresh one? Um, it ranges. Normally, what you want to do is half it. Um, Mm -hmm. is is pretty acceptable transfers, just halving whatever the amount is to go to a dryer. But um, sometimes things are more pungent, like uh, rosemary. You might want to yeah. go even a quarter and taste it. <laughs> taste a little bit yeah. as you go up. But, but it's <laughs> the nice thing about cooking. You can always add a little bit more. <laughs> if you're making a loaf of bread, <laughs> once it's there, it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, I've also just changed... If it calls for tablespoons of, like, a certain number of tablespoons fresh herbs, I just translate that to teaspoons. So instead of using a tablespoon of fresh thyme, I'll use a teaspoon of fresh thyme, and that usually works out pretty well. That would be about a third. That would be a third, right. Um, I also know that you want to cook differently with fresh herbs than with dried herbs because you don't want to overcook fresh herbs. Um they'll lose their flavor if you cook them for a long time but then there's some dried herbs that you want to put on the heat and bloom 
um, to, to really get those flavors out and, you know, get the oils out of those dried leaves. Well, that kind of makes sense, though, because you're cooking the leaves mm -hmm. at the same time, you know. And so does that mean that it just evaporates as it is, so like you're making a stew or something or versus, you know, in a crock pot or something like that? Does it... Does it just evaporate into the into the air, or does it just go into the sauce? Or? I think more or less it's absorbed by the other ingredients you add them in. Mm -hmm. um, and then because it's not as flavorful, uh, I won't say flavorful, but uh, not as pungent as, as a, a dried herb would be, it sometimes gets absorbed, and like a potato will, will soak up a lot of flavor, or chicken, or your, your other foods will, will soak them up if you cook them too long from fresh mixed emotions deals I'm not immune to try stuff false devotion deals I'm not immune to try One thing that I thought would be fun to do is we've got a set of we've got a list of of herbs and spices here, and we're just going to rapid fire go through this list to see what the garden crew uh, uses with these what what food dishes they prepare with these spices. Just real quick, okay. Let's start off with one that everyone uses: basil, Chris. Um. Pretty common uses for basils or soups, um, tomato sauces, and chicken. Um, pretty, pretty common that that that's a flavoring that gets associated with basil pretty often. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anything right. tomato. Anything with tomatoes. That's when I use it. Yeah. yeah. So that's mm -hmm. a lot of Italian food, is what I'm hearing. Then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just mm -hmm. really it's so good. Pesto, number one. Oh, yeah. 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 All right, Allison chives. Chives are a great garnish for salads, potato salad dips, um, cheeses. Uh, they have a great oniony flavor if way before the onions are ready. So yeah. they're they're a great thing to have out in the garden and because they're pretty early, they come up pretty early. And they look pretty. And they look pretty. They've got a and they're flower. very garden esque look <laughs> yeah. to them. Oh, can I just this doesn't have anything to do with food, but my little girls love it when the chives come up so as soon as the chives are ready we all have onion breath for the rest of the summer because they're constantly bringing us chives and eating chives and right there right yeah onion yeah. breath yeah so that's neither here nor there but. but you know if everyone's eating chives then no one notices that then one. no one notices it's, yeah, it's fine yeah. Yeah. all right jim so cilantro. yeah I, I tend to use oh. a lot of chives in the spring too and then after a while it's they kind of back off because everything else comes in but chives mm -hmm. early in the spring are in everything Mm -hmm. All right, Jim. Um, cilantro. Anything Mexican. Anything? Yep. A burrito. Anything yep. and everything. Anything <laughs> and everything Mexican. Salsa, uh, tacos, you name it. If it's, if, it, yep. if I have it, it's in there. Uh, Chris, we just mentioned this, but coriander. Um, coriander is a little bit more spicy. Um, it gets used a flavorful for sausages, um, ground meats, um, taco seasonings, that type of thing. Um, and 
for really strong dressings. Normally, like salad dressings that have a lot of coriander in them. Really? Hmm. Hmm. Well, you kind of going back to the to the um, potato chip aisle here, Allison. Dill. <laughs> potato chips. <laughs> yeah, chives. Dill. Oh, chives and dill. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, I'm. Um, <laughs> I'm Scandinavian. I've got a lot of uh, uh, Danish in my in my background, and uh, so we pair dill and fish all the time. Uh, dill is a great, great herb to go with fish. Uh, cheese, eggs, and of course, pickles. Pickles, of course. Pickles, of course. Of course, pickles. You're going to use the flower where the other the the flower of the plant where the mm-hmm. other ones are going to be using the leaf. Typically, use the leaf. For um, for the for the cooking part or the garnishing part, um, another fun fact about the Ryan girls: they love dill flowers. <laughs> Do they eat those too? So when the dill comes in, they'll go around picking the dill flowers, and I have to say, no, 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 stop! Not so much. I need to save some for my pickles. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good problem to have, though. If they're yeah, interested in the outside is. and doing all that stuff, they're in my garden all the time. <laughs> Maybe they're weeding all the time, right? Oh, f- oh. if only, way, right? <laughs> All right, Jim, here's one that, well, Jim, what do you think of margarine? What do you, ma- margarine? Margarine. <laughs> don't get us started on margarine. You, you, uh, <laughs> you might want to consult Chris on this one because I don't use it that much. I've used it with beef in the past. Um, I know that you have to be kind of cautious with it because it can kind of take things over a little bit. What is it? So margarine is, like? yeah. is a sweeter, earthier version of oregano. Um, it's got a little bit um, sweeter flavor, um, which pairs really nicely with beefs. Um, does a lot of nice things to the, the Italian cooking, uh, once again. Um, so it gets used in a lot of soups and sauces. Um, you'll find it in a lot of Italian cookbooks. It's just. Do you. Are they typically. Is, it, is marjoram typically paired with another group of herbs? Or can you use it on its own? Or you can use it on its own. Um, it, it does have, like I said, a very oregano flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to categorize the flavor, it kind of falls in that. I would put it somewhere between parsley and, and oregano. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, this is one we all like, Chris. What do you use mint for? <laughs> mint is commonly used in teas, um, desserts. Um, I know Oreos. I have, what? Oreos. Oreos. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Continue, please, Chris. It has a lot of medicinal values. Um, it, it usually can be used to, you know, quiet stomachs and mm. problems like that. Yeah. Um, honey and mint is a, is a really tasty thing as well, too. Um, so, yeah, desserts. Desserts, yeah. Salads, maybe. Don't forget mojitos and mint juleps. Mojitos and mint juleps, of course. <laughs> I said drinks. Oh, you did. (laughs) Drinks. Um, Salads, mint and salads go really well together. Um, My favorite summer salad is tabbouleh, and that that takes quite a lot of mint, but it really makes the dish. Maybe you could describe what goes into a tabbouleh. Tabbouleh is um, diced tomatoes and onions and... Mint. Mint and I think parsley is the other one that's 
I haven't made it in a long time. I've seen it made with mint and parsley mint and cilantro. And parsley and, and maybe cilantro. Fruit. Yeah, something leafy. And then um, the the main part of it is is a grain. So bulgur is usually used. Okay. I've used couscous too because it's generally easier to find up here. Um, but it's and then you use quite a lot of olive oil and lemon juice for a dressing, and it's pretty good. You were describing a salsa right up until you said added the grain. To yeah, the you know, that sounds like an interesting salsa with mint in it. I would try that. Um, Jim, oregano. Well, oregano is a staple. Um, yeah, you know, I, I missed you, Allison. Sorry. No, Go ahead. A lot of Italian dishes. Um, paired a lot. I use it a lot with, with basil in a lot of Italian dishes. Um, and Mexican dishes too. <laughs> goes, goes well with everything is what I'm hearing. I use a lot of oregano. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think you'd be hard pressed to find a pizza sauce that did not have oregano in it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right, right. It's kind of that, that Italian flavor though, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty well known. Yeah. 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 Uh, Allison, what do you use parsley for? Now we talked about this in the last one, but the, you know the last session. But I I use parsley for a lot of things when it's fresh, um, soups, sauces, salads. Um, it and it just and casseroles. It just adds this great um, spot of color mm -hmm. and a little bit of really fresh flavor to kind of offset maybe some earthier flavors that um, if you have a long cooked stew or braise potatoes potatoes kind of stuff, yeah. you know some uh, some parsley on top don't don't cook it just chop it up and and put it on top um, is a great counter sure. to those deep earthy flavors I've never been there but I've been told that parts of Asia um, parsley is served like it's like their french fry they batter it and deep fry it and serve it like, it's fairly common. I've never, I don't, I don't know how common it is. Yeah, interesting. But um, <laughs> I've tried it. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got something going on there, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. A uh, couple ones more left. Rosemary, Chris. This is the well, rosemary is very strong. Yeah, um, overpowering. It yeah. can be used dried um, and fresh on pretty much any meat, pork, chicken, turkeys. Um, it's Pretty good to just about everything. Roasted potatoes. Potatoes, yeah. I really That's like rosemary. Like rosemary roasted potatoes are good. Just oil and potatoes mm -hmm. chopped up and it's a little yeah, rosemary really on top, good. salt and pepper. Garlic. A little garlic, yeah. Mm. Of course garlic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sage Allison. Um, sage is great with poultry. I think we all use it at Thanksgiving when we're cooking our turkey, right? That's the stuffing um, flavor, isn't it? It's the stuffing flavor, right? Yeah, I, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I like it. Dressing, and, excuse me, dressing <laughs> flavor. <laughs> dressing or stuffing, it depends on, yeah. Where it goes. In the bird Where it is. is. Right. Uh, it's not politically correct to put it inside the bird anymore. What? <laughs> Cut that out, because, oh boy. <laughs> I'm starting a war now. I want to know which side you guys land on. No, 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 no. I just, never mind. I fill the turkey up. Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where it goes. I that's, take a chance. Yep, absolutely. Of course, 
I know where my turkey comes from, too. You're right. You're right. It's really, well, I mean, you feed them. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what they go into. So, sage goes goes really good with with poultry and bread. So, that's why we put it in the stuffing. Um, oh, it's, it tastes Italian, so good. Yeah, yeah Italian spaghetti flavor. sauce, too, is yeah. got some, some sage. Um, I like it with... I like it with a lot of stuff. Last one on the list, Jim, time. And we talked about this I think we've earlier. talked about time yeah. quite a bit. But, uh, yeah. It's less than the list, but things. I don't no. think it's the last. I mean, there's no. it's the most plenty others that yeah. they get used. Fennel, Savory, Tarragon, Chevelle. We can go on for hours. No, I think you need to bring... You have a list here oh, that it's... you brought in here. And, and there's some lesser-known herbs here that I think I think our listeners would like to know a little bit about. Pick a couple there that you think people would be, well, maybe that they haven't heard of before, or ones that are minimally used, you know, and, and, one, and why you use them. I think that would be Can great. I start? Sure. I would like to throw a, a plug out for fennel. Fennel's amazing. It's It's got so much flavor. You can use it as a fresh vegetable. It adds amazing flavor to spaghetti and Italian sauces. Um, and I would never make a pizza without fennel seed. Fennel tastes like licorice, doesn't it? Well, That's the common common flavor associated with fennel, but it's not. It's it's a, it's, its own herb um, and spice because it does use the seed as well. Sure. Um, but <clears throat> it's got a black licorice flavor. People associate it with the, 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 the jelly bean. Yes. Um, but it gets used a lot in a lot of different things. So that's my plug for fennel. You can put fennel. Yeah. yeah. But there's other ones on there that, that Les Chris has there too. So I think my favorite underused one is savory. Um, savory pretty much has its definition in its name. You can use it to pretty much beef up anything in, in, in the kitchen that, that uh, needs just a little hint of something else is is that the actual name of the herb actual name of is, or is it just a blend of nope it's actually the name of the plant savory um it comes in normally two varieties um usually either winter uh, or mountain savory and then summer savory um leaves are what gets used it, it's quite different yeah i like to grow a borage as a flower in the garden but i've never used it yeah um, it's really, bees love borage, so that's why I like to grow it. Um, but the, from this list, what I'm getting, the, there's one here, bay, bay leaves. You can't make a soup without a bay leaf. Right. right. So, or two. You know. But, or more. Right. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, no, that's the thing. When you make spaghetti sauce, you know, the person who gets the bay leaf yeah. has to do the dishes, right? Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my mom used to say that too. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> So Jim's got a couple in his pocket. That he writes. <laughs> They're one of them in the kids' dishes. <laughs> I think the point is that there's a ton of herbs that we can mm-hmm. use and grow. Um, definitely want to get them used more in cooking. And if you have them and grow them, they're easy to keep alive. I mean, it's pretty hard to kill some of them sometimes. <laughs> Even I can grow some. <laughs> I, I agree with Chris, you know, it's, Cut back on the salt and add more herbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so, so that's about what we have. So if you have any herbs that you'd like to, um, to, to share with us that we didn't cover that you just love to uh, shout out, please send us an email at uh, info at happydancingturtle.org. Uh, one thing before we go, I wanted to make sure that now that we have more uh, available time, we uh, are going to be focusing more on this is the uh, the entree season uh, as chris put it uh, I, I like that so th what that means is that we're going to do deep dives on topics that i think that you guys would probably be interested in but if you do have an idea that you just want us to cover that you think um that you just want to learn more about send us a uh, send us an email at info at happydancingturtle.org we'll we're, We'll gladly put the work in. Uh, we love to hear your feedback, and, and, and uh, geez, we love doing this for you. So um, thank you so much for listening. Um, hope you have a fantastic week. Um, take care. Use more words. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Charles. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> yes. All right. So here we go.